Hi, my name is Nicole Snyder. My PSN is Chimeric Notion. My Battle.net ID is Chimeric and some numbers I can never seem to remember. And my clanmates call me Chim. This is the Destiny 2 PC Beta Week. Uh, my computer is fully functional and it is only slightly better than a potato. And despite meeting the minimum specifications, um, this is a laptop designed for video editing and is therefore not a gaming laptop. So while I can still run the beta, it's at the lowest possible resolution with the lowest possible settings and I'm still hitting at around 30 frames per second unless I'm standing perfectly still. And then I get about 57 frames per second which is cool for those brief moments. Um, the game still looks pretty and I think this would be slightly better if my internet connection wasn't ranging from aggressively average at best to how are you even running this basic speed test though. Uh, but I do have a couple hours sunk into the beta and I can safely say that even if I did have a more powerful rig, I don't think I would be venturing into the PC land. Uh, the PS4 is more my speed. But let's unpack that, shall we? Welcome to a podcast without light. The PC versus console debate is an old one, and it's one that I only kind of have a horse invested in. I started gaming with handhelds, I graduated to consoles, I had a gaming capable PC for most of high school, and I tried having an up-to-date laptop throughout most of college. Uh, Post-graduation, I did return to my PS4 because I really loved my PSP and my PS Vita, and since they weren't getting supported anymore, I decided to at least attempt to stay within the new niche that I found myself in. And I really like my PS4. I like having a machine that has been steadfast for almost four years now, and will continue to be steadfast for what looks like to be another two or three at current trajectory. And I like computers. I work with computers pretty constantly. I'm a techie through and through, and my favorite genre tends to involve robots. As I'm often one to say, when the singularity hits, I'm siding with them, not humans. And all of this is to say is that I love technology, and I just happen to prefer console-based off of my personal circumstances. And the fact remains is that when the console beta went live, I prayed for about four hours straight without missing a single step. Uh, took a game or two to figure out what loadouts I'd like, but soon enough I was back in my element and was like playing three years of Destiny 1. It was fresh, basically. The story and strike were well and good. My first matches uh, in the Crucible went smoothly. Now, contrast this with the PC beta. And I only got an hour and a half in before I just had to like step away from the game. The story and strike were also fine, everything made sense there. But my first matches in Crucible were like I have never played any type of first person shooter before. And I went 5 and 15, 10 and 15, and barely eked out a 12 and 11. And then I, I took a prolonged break and then I went back 
and it took me three games to get to a po positive efficiency rating. And it got me thinking about a lot of things, and those thoughts have only persisted since having played through a couple more games with a nice .67 efficiency, which is a far cry from what I'm used to on the console. But uh, this episode we'll be talking about cognition, ergonomics, and something I haven't talked about in a very long time, so get ready. In instructional design, there is this fundamental principle called cognitive load. And it is this idea that the human brain can pretty much only handle seven units of information, plus or minus two at a time. And this isn't a hard or steadfast rule by many means, but it is a good rule of thumb. And instructional designers tend to leverage this by adjusting what unit we are trying to store in the human mind. And the easiest way to explain this is something like a phone number or a credit card. Right now, if I were to list 10 numbers with about a second in between each one, and then asked you to recall them and the sequence that they were in, you would probably struggle. However, I could get you to remember 16 numbers in their order very easily by giving them to you in chunks of four. So you would end up with four four number sequences, and chunking is a method in which we can leverage this cognitive low to work in our favor. So from a destiny mechanics standpoint, you basically have three sets of information that you get to control. You have your loadouts, your armor, and your subclass. And each of these then has more granular units of information in there. And in the current beta, both console and PC, it's hard to explain how this applies to armor because we don't really get to mess around with too much there, but it's very easy to see with weapons and subclasses. With your weapons, you have a kinetic, energy, and power weapon. Each one has an intended range and intended use. And then over at your subclass, it has an ability, a grenade, a melee, and a super. And you have to basically synthesize and string to cover this information that's in your long-term memory with the information you're getting from your sensory input. And cognitive dis dissonance comes from many things, but none more so that when you do an action and you don't get the expected response, and it only gets worse the more time it keeps happening repeatedly. So during the console beta, the reason I was turned off by the Striker Titan, as I've talked before, is that I kept experiencing this dissonance. My lightning grenades felt like they stuck at odd angles and didn't provide the zoning that I expected. My super mapping took a second to get used to between doing the charge and doing the slam. And while I liked the movement and the ability of the melee, um, that was about it. There was definitely something said about how easy a wall is to use. But with the Sentinel, despite everything being new, it just felt better. After the initial confusion of learning what button did what, everything suddenly just made sense. I knew how to use my grenade to confirm a kill, I knew when to use each of the Sentinel shield functions because I had a previous experience with the Relic from the Vault of Glass and I could just sort of 
copy paste that schema in my head and it just worked out perfectly. And when I look at the Sentinel second tree perk, I can see what I would do with it and it makes perfect sense and it translates well in my head and I know how I would play and it just fits my playstyle. Now that's not to say I won't give other uh, paths a chance, it's just I have a good gut feeling about what my cognitive uh, load is going to be when it comes to the Destiny 2 uh, release because if I know my subclass, I know my subclass and I can focus on other management things. And perhaps with more playtime these things will change because they often do. Information gets refactored, different units of information will form. But even when I switch to the PC with a very much additional cognitive load added onto it, which we'll get to shortly, I made the Sentinel work, despite being pretty horrible in every other aspect of the PC beta. <laughs> So now that we've talked about Cognition from a Destiny 2 gameplay standpoint, uh, let's talk about Cognition and Cognitive Load from a mechanical controller aspect, right? When you have a PS4 controller, you have this singular device. Your hands are in a mirrored position, thumbs on each of the joysticks, index fingers rested against the triggers, Depending on your exact control layout, each of your digits has a set tasks, and if you have a modified controller, you might have pedals in the back where your middle fingers will rest. For me, my thumbs control motion, both the camera and my character, as well as my melee and my super. And my emotes, but I'm only usually emoting if I'm in a non-live fire situation with much less cognitive stress. Um, my index fingers do the whole aiming down sights and shooting thing while also handling the jump and grenade. My middle fingers handle miscellaneous tasks, uh, namely my crouch and my class ability, although I do use them for reloads, revives, and some objectives. My right hand is pretty much controlling everything um, from this layout. Uh, three years of conditioning and training have made me good at this and the aim assist allows my actions to be just a little less strenuous. They are smaller motions, and they tend to be a little twitchy, but it's just the fingers, and it's just enough muscles to really move 6 out of my 10 digits. The cognition behind a mouse and a keyboard control is entirely different. Suddenly, my left hand is using all 5 digits. I have 3 fingers resting on the W, A, and D keys, my thumb is resting on the spacebar, and my pinky is resting on the left shift. My middle finger is responsible for forward and backward motion. My left ring finger handles the left movement and grenade abilities. And my left pointer handles right motion, my melee, my super, and my reload, as well as class abilities and interactions. I jump with my thumb, and when I realize that I'm moving a little bit too slowly, my pinky struggles to toggle sprint on, and if I talk myself through it, I can press control to slide in and attempt to, to get a cool hit. It doesn't usually work out. Meanwhile, on what feels like the other side of the universe, my right hand is struggling with the mouse. 
I'm attempting to use the entirety of my arm to move the mouse and making quick strenuous adjustments with the flick of my wrist. My middle finger is resting on the mouse wheel and sometimes floats over to the right click. I can't actually recall which finger I ADS with because it just it's hard to figure that out sometimes. And I know I ADS because I see it happen on screen. Um, and my right pointer clicks and clicks or clicks and holds and it does its best to fire the gun. And after any prolonged playtime, I played two quick control matches uh, before recording this, I just feel exhausted. And part of it is muscle memory, and part of it is ergonomics, part of it is cognitive, and it just, it all ties together and it's just not a great experience for me. <laughs> I think the increased cognitive load from having to use a keyboard and a mouse in conjunction um, is only a part of the reason why I don't see myself doing a lot of PC gaming in the future. I think the bigger one for me is the ergonomics of it, and it really just comes down to the fact that the controller doesn't cause nearly as much strain on my wrists or my digits. Gripping a controller is similar to forming a fist. It happens naturally, and if needed, I can just drop the controller and flex my fingers for a second. It's quick and easy. The PS4 controller is particularly well designed for human performance from what I told. Not an expert, can't speak to it exactly. And with the modifications thanks to the scuff controller, um, my hands don't really have to do anything weird in order for me to do everything I want to do in the game. Well, with mouse and keyboard, um, when I want to rest, my hands just sort of flop onto the devices that are in front of them, and I still feel like I'm playing or I'm about to play, and there's not that moment of relaxation. Taking it off seems like a bad idea sometimes because you don't always get like long breaks. Not to say that doesn't happen with controllers either, but it, it's just slightly different. Um, and my left hand is surprisingly fine in all of this. Uh, my left pinky struggles a level, which makes playing the game a little bit difficult on the level I try to play at. But my right hand, um, and specifically my right wrist, uh, suffers the most from all of this type of action and gaming. I am a typer. I type. My hand is... my hands, I guess, are really good at typing and only use the mouse for really short bursts of time at work. And uh, the mouse is for precision control and honestly I've never been great with any type of precision control, um, both in-game and out-of-game. Um, and yeah, within the hour sessions of the Destiny PC beta that I've been I've been doing the last two days, it just it hurts after a while, and it just it doesn't feel good. And you know, maybe I'm not as conditioned for the ergonomics of gaming life as I am for uh, office computer life. And perhaps this just takes years to really develop a better habit when it comes to like moving my arm instead of moving my wrist, or maybe I just need a wrist guard. 
Um, ergonomics is decidedly outside my realm. I don't do mechanical engineering. I'm strictly software driven, um, but I do have an appreciation for it. It's one of those oft-forgotten things about human-computer interaction, and I personally just think a lot about interacting with software, but then there are times that you really have to think about like the mechanical interface that exists, whether it's a keyboard, a mouse, or even the monitor. And unfortunately, these really only come up when you're unhappy with them. Um, the best example I can give is that I have a Surface laptop that I still keep around and when its keyboard broke I got a new one and this new one was a 100% touch sensitive laptop and I absolutely hated it um, without the mechanical clatter of the keys without like the press down and release it just felt really weird to type and it just did not suit me at all so I ended up having to get another new keyboard in order to use my Surface effectively but yeah, so, and my current laptop is, is doing a good job. I finally found the settings that it likes to run the beta at. Um, it's not powerful enough, and, you know, if I had a much more powerful setup, maybe there would be the possibility of going over to PC. But, um, it's not really my thing. And I already spend my entire day in front of a computer, so... Maybe this conversation isn't as open-ended as, as I keep trying to make it. Um, we don't live in a universe where a PC game, so I'm fine sticking with a controller um, for a lot more reasons than one. The last thing I want to touch upon is something that I don't really think about frequently in my adult life. And it's the fact that when I was younger, I was diagnosed with dyspraxia. Dyspraxia is a developmental coordination disorder, which basically refers to any difficulty developing motor control. In elementary school, what this meant was that I had speech pathology lessons since I had difficulty with sound pairings, particularly the R and L and the F and TH pairings, and probably a couple others. I've done enough exercises that I'm not going to repeat them here on Anchor. Um, in middle school and high school, this translated into um, my teachers being unable to read any of my handwritten essays. And they gave me a device called an AlphaSmart, which is basically a very fancy typewriter that really looks like it was made in the 90s because it was. Um, but my handwriting was that atrocious that my teachers just couldn't read past the introductory paragraph and they wanted to read what I was trying to say. So, And when college came around, all of this was sort of a non-issue because most people learned how to roll with the minor mispronunciations and most of the assignments were typed anyway. So. In my adult life, it's more something that I just sort of remember once in a while. And first, it's like, oh, I remember when I struggled with fine motor control. And then it's like, oh yeah, I still struggle with fine motor control. For the most part, I am coordinated, but that comes from years of practice and muscle memory. And it's funny because I look at the article that has the symptoms of dyspraxia, 
and I am reminded at how much I am still dyspraxic. Having an oddly honed long-term memory with piss-poor short-term memory, benefiting from structured environments and being in routine, the perch penchant for sensory overload, difficulty remembering left from right and having a horrid sense of direction, and then just occasionally not being able to hold on to things. Um, and I think in large part dyspraxia is one of the root causes behind my aversion to mouse and keyboard. The less precision needed um, with the controller just works better for my brain. Not having to coordinate nearly as many moving parts and components is just nice. Um, and it's just funny to me that we can never really forget who we are and what made us that. And dyspraxia, uh, despite not acknowledging it frequently, is that to me. <laughs> After it's all said and done, I'm still going to be playing the PC beta for the rest of the week. It is still Destiny, and it is still a lot of fun, even if I am horrible at it, and it makes me a little bit stressed out, and I just feel bad that I can't live up to what I used to do on the console. Uh, but it's fun. It's still helping me refactor my life and getting ready for the future. But man, launch is right around the corner and I just get more and more excited about it every day. I have 120 hours just dedicated to me being alone with Destiny. And I guess I'm not really alone because I will be playing with some of my closest friends and clanmates, but, um, you know, most of those 120 hours are gonna be for Destiny 2, and there'll be just enough time for sleep, food, and maybe just a little bit of entertainment here and there, but man, it's gonna be a trip. I get to go back to console, I get to be with my Exo Titan again, I get to be with my clan again, and I'm just ready for this. And for however many of you are out there, I hope y'all are too, because once the once Destiny 2 launches, we're gonna be doing some some really weird things probably when it comes to shoutcasting my journey through this game during launch and probably after launch too. So I'm off to try and play one more game of control before giving up for the night. So I hope this could brighten your day, Guardians.